and we are live uh brought to you in association with funk 27 this content providers is episode 63 of a thompson and other disappointments thanks very much for joining us tonight if you're joining on the live stream and if you're catching this on the uh, spotify or podcast apps uh, thereafter then welcome to you too um my guest this week is a senior features editor and writer for e-news in los angeles you might have seen her work on nbc or people magazine yahoo entertainment but it's through our mutual love of american politics that we found each other on twitter uh please welcome my guest on this most freezing of february fridays here in a storm rattled cabin in hampshire great britain the wonderful natalie finn natalie welcome Oh my gosh. Hello, Aiden. Thank you for having me. I feel so discovered. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. It's nice to have you on. Um, I thought you'd be a, a great guest to come on uh, because I think, I hope, I hope I'm not getting you in trouble by saying this, but uh, let's, let's word this very carefully. I have a, um, a steadfast, unwavering love of mocking conservatives in the UK on, uh -huh. on Twitter. And I sense that you also enjoy that sort of thing uh so yeah. I, I thought maybe you and i could sort of share our thoughts and feelings on the on a few things and and also right you you're coming from a place where you have a lot more experience and knowledge uh, and exposure to america as a geopolitical entity so i it's just super great to get you on and, and get your thoughts on on where the yeah. u.s is at right now well, I couldn't help it. Born and raised here, so I guess I have a vested interest in the, uh, you know, our geopolitical future for sure. Um, although I have to say, you know, love of politics. Love is a very subjective term when we're when we're discussing anything political. Yeah, I definitely have a love hate relationship with the um, uh, with the social media engagement. There are wonderful things like meeting you. You know, this well, is a nice kind, kind of amazing. Definitely a highlight to meet uh, people such as yourself from all over the world. Um, I had no idea really up until maybe 2015 that I had such a that I had this uh, conservative mocking side <laughs> of me just raring to come out. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I I'm exhausted. It's been a long. Uh, it's been a has long it been, six years. <laughs> yeah, has it been sort of because I, I I always sort of playfully describe myself as somewhat radicalized since 2016. Like before 2016, I wasn't really. I mean, I was aware of what was going on domestically, politically. Right. And I was, you know, I knew about Obama, and uh, I remember reading Glenn Greenwald stuff in the Guardian when he was giving Obama a bit of a like a, a tough appraisal in terms of his activity sure. it's like drone bombings and so i was kind of you know broadly aware of what was going on but i think yeah. it was over here it was the brexit referendum that really mm -hmm. lit a fire under my arse was it was mm -hmm. it sort of similar with you and like trump over that way you know it was it's, you know it's so funny before and after because i always sort of think of myself as someone who you know probably tweeted like eight times before 2000 in 2016 and now you know i've got what 20,000 tweets um although you know looking back i guess i was i mean i went to berkeley although you know berkeley 20 years ago is different than berkeley now from what i'm just right. glad behind me um but you know it was a slightly political environment there um i had a boyfriend who was like a pseudo republican i think he was like an alex p keaton republican <laughs> like yeah. a, you know a, we kind of would bicker about this and that you know, the Bush-Gore, you know, my sure. first presidential election. So, I mean, but at the same time, 
you know, and then of course I was excited in 2008, you know, when Obama was elected, that was exhilarating, you know, but I felt, didn't have it. Felt like I, a big change when Obama was elected. I remember thinking, cause I was yeah. working at a bank at that time and there were two guys uh, on the lower ground floor of the recruitment team that mm -hmm. I was working in who were, I mean, bear in mind, like, it's kind of ridiculous really, like for Brits, who are not like we don't live in america we're not going to benefit or or be hurt immediately by any announcement of any policy from right. like unless it's a right. you know, invasion somewhere that's going to destabilize the west but like <laughs> in terms of what obama could and could not do it's it feels a bit cartoony that we would get so emotional but they would like they would they genuinely saw it as a, a sign like a change of the times it was a you know a sign of hope that or mm -hmm. like hope and change uh -huh. you know uh -huh. all of that yeah. and and it really did feel like a, a a shift um and then i i don't know what happened after that <laughs> what, well, what went wrong it, it was it was a beautiful moment and this i'm saying this is someone who actually voted for hillary clinton in that primary as well i mean just you know i knew i knew her better i mean obama sort of you know came out of nowhere and everything but i was fully on board it was a fantastic moment i remember almost everything about the night he was elected it was it was wonderful um but you know i guess I mean, you know, I could be like, I pride myself on not being in some sort of informational liberal coastal bubble. But at the same time, I guess when Obama was president, I the bubble I was in was the fact that like half of America or at least 40 percent was like losing its shit, like, right. you know, that they were going to knee jerk react in the opposite direction. Like we are, you know, I mean, I watched The Daily Show. I watched Jon Stewart cover how ridiculous Fox News was about everything, but they'd been they'd always been ridiculous. I mean, then yeah. there was like, you know, racial. Oh, mm. <laughs> Let's have a moment while I, while I mourn what was and everything like that. But I suppose it was not until, you know, because then Trump was always sort of here and there over the years. If you look back when I did start writing about him, like yeah. when he was running and, you know, family relationship, relationship sort of more from a personal perspective back when he qualified as like a human being for like maybe <laughs> for about like maybe six months to a year into his presidency he was doing sort of resembling human activity you know yeah yeah he had a lot of history like you'd i'd write about him and i didn't have to i mean nor did i want to nor was i a part of my job to you know editorialize anything but you know just telling his story it was all there in stuff he had said, in stuff his family said. There was nothing shocking about right. how he turned out to be. Like, it was all in between the lines of my story. I didn't have to add anything. His nonsense was already there. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole, I don't know if you're familiar with the expression, like, hiding in plain sight. Absolutely. But it's like it's a it's an expression over here that gets attributed a lot to uh, Jimmy Savile, who is mm -hmm. a like infamous prolific uh, paedophile, um, who was a you know a, a quite flamboyant TV presenter, super yeah. famous, did loads of charity work, and then when he died mm -hmm. and it all came out, everyone was like, "How the fuck did we <laughs> did we not see this? The guy's an obvious paedophile." Yeah, um, didn't. Didn't someone just make sort of a snide reference to like they people who weren't busy prosecuting Jimmy Savile were busy like persecuting you know oh, yes. politicians? That's you know I love that you call your stuff sleaze. That's one of my favorite things about listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that your scandal and corruption is sleaze. I think that's such a 
nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I imagine on the international stage, then people sometimes mistake the Brits for being sort of, you know, a bit polite and a bit reserved. But when it comes to tabloid culture, mm -hmm. over here, they really don't hold back. And sleaze is one of those words where when they get the sniff that there might be mm -hmm. dodgy activity, corruption, uh, people out for their own ends, that sort of activity in, in Whitehall, uh, then sleaze is the word that comes fucking crashing through the brick wall with bashing symbols. It's um, been used a lot lately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I share that with you. I was telling you before that I think probably, you know, 2015, when this, you know, the pre-Brexit hysteria, that's when I start, you know, and that sort of coincided with the rise of the um, Trumpist uh, wing, you know, his, right. his nomination and everything. So I started sort of in um, equal amounts balancing a lot of um, news out of the UK with our American news, because, you know, then with Nigel, Fer the invasion of Nigel Farage and all that nonsense, you know. Yeah. I suppose... But yeah, 2015 was my great sort of, not awakening, but sort of my just, I don't know. Uh, it turned out that I had a reputation already because during Secret Santa the year before, someone got me a Hillary Clinton uh, coloring book and I didn't even realize <laughs> I was being that naked about my politics, but apparently I kind of was. I, you know, like you sort of uh, do these things without realizing. So I guess I was always a little bit, you know, outspoken yeah. and what. But... How weird is it that both those things, like Trump and Brexit, happened concurrently? Like, is do you think that's a, a sort of social media maturing at that exact same point across the UK and the US, or do you think it's just maybe it's the partnerships that have been covered by people like Carol Codwalla, um, in terms of where the money came from for like the Brexit campaign and and people sharing funds and. Uh, What's the guy that was really close, like Bezzy Buds, with Trump for a little bit, and then he ended up going to jail? What's that guy? Oh, which which one? <laughs> Michael Cohen, or uh, like his fixer, or not not Cohen? No, um, he was. He was sort of... I mean, well, oh, I'm never going to remember the uh, Steve. Oh, Steve Bannon. Stone. Oh, Steve. Yeah, Steve Bannon. Oh, well, he's not. You know, alas, not in prison. Yeah, he got pardoned. You know, Trump pardoned. Oh yeah, fuck. Although now he's charged with new things. Now he's you know accused of attempt you know, contempt of congress for not um responding you know to subpoenas and whatnot you know while he's off on his podcast oh can you imagine aside from like you know liberal media and commentators who have to listen yeah the audience the audience for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's sort of like whenever i hear people talk about characters like steve bannon refusing to co cooperate with investigations mm -hmm. and so on i i always wonder what goes through the mind of the person that continues to support someone like that where like when they hear that these people are not cooperating or not sending in the documentation that they've been required like doesn't it occur to them don't they for for one second don't they think hang on why would you not cooperate like surely if you've got nothing to hide surely if you're just all about the people yeah. and you know well, America 3.0 I mean, or like whatever it is that you're you're claiming that you are why wouldn't you just try to clear your name like well that's the thing it's like with uh Trump and, and Russia which you know that's a whole other many a series of podcasts that, mm. that have come hours that have come before us but it's sort of like you know Trump if you're so innocent why do you act like the guiltiest person ever and not just like regular like law and order guilty but like shamelessly weird child hand in the cookie jar guilty like yeah. you know 
he never helped himself in any way. I'm going to shock you. I'm bombshell right here. Just right. Bombshell. Breaking news for Twitter is that I, there were, I'd say maybe there were like three things he said ever that weren't horrible. Trump, he said, thing, he said like three things maybe over the course of a year that weren't the most horrible things I'd ever heard. But without a fail, within like an hour, he had ruined it, you know, and kicked yeah. his own ass, stubbed his foot in his mouth. So like when he said, when, when he was running for president, he someone asked him about, like, Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, you know, what bathroom should she use at Trump Tower? And he says, I don't care what bathroom she used. But then immediately that turned into, like, war on the trans community. Yeah. But, like, you know, I remember these things because I'm I'm not a person who enjoys conflict and chaos, contrary to my Twitter fighting persona. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate it. I actually really hate it in my in my life. Um, and that's why it's so hard for me to respect most, um, I don't even want to call them conservatives because people who are actually conservative aren't into this nonsense, you well, know, like, I, I mean, you know, like a technical conservative. They, yeah. You know, we... I mean, we're getting right into the, uh, the nitty gritty now because it's kind of like, this is, this is one of my big bugbears about the state of the UK, uh, mm -hmm. the British Conservative Party. Uh, and I suspect it's the same with the Republicans, though. You can absolutely correct me if I've picked up on that wrongly. But <laughs> yeah. it seems to me with with the British Conservative Party that they claim to be conservative, but actually all of their behaviour in recent years has been the opposite of, you know, like they, um, you know, conservatives by uh, ideology, you would expect them to be small state and get out of your business. They're absolutely not that. They're very happy to get all up in your business, whether it's from surveillance or um, tax hikes. Even over here, they're supposed to be low tax, but they've just announced a tax hike. Um, uh, in terms of like the state's control over the citizen, the private citizen and the like civil liberties, they're trying to outlaw protest at the moment in the UK. Yeah, um, like the books. Schools and the books yeah, over here. It's outrageous. And and to, to then still market yourself as a conservative with a small C is fucking laughable. Like and that's just the stuff I can remember off the top of my head. Like there's uh -huh. um uh there's uh -huh. there's umpteen other examples. Is it the same in the US? Do you get that same sense about the Republican Party? Completely. And it's always been complete BS. They're their twin pillars. Family values and freedom to stay out of your business. Okay. Mm. That's all been nonsense. Personally, I don't think family values should be in anyone's political platform because that's complete nonsense. Yeah. Complete nonsense. Also, breaking news like, I didn't care that Trump had ma been married three times or anything. That was like the least because I could care less like yeah. what he was doing. I was, I'm not going to be like pretend I was. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to be like a fan, like a back in the day fan of Bill Clinton and then like judge Trump yeah, for his, yeah. his life. I mean, you know, I, I've nailed like 18 different podcast topics for us on different, for different times. But yeah, no, that's the, the hypocrisy of people who call themselves, you know, a small C conservative, big C Christian. That's a whole other American thing. Oh, thing. Um, but Actually, in the wake of all this nonsense, kind of some of the voices I listen to the most are the former people who probably don't call themselves Republicans anymore, but who were until Trump um, was on the rise. And then they were like, wait a second, were we wrong all along? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, I still sort of consider myself a, like a real conservative, um, but holy shit, this is terrible. Because I always figured, you know, I could 
you know, most of my friends and family who I converse with are pretty much sort of politically in my wheelhouse, you know, a little sure, yeah. left some, I mean, sort of more fiscal Republicans. I don't know of any concern, like, you know, like uh, my mom used to call herself a Republican, but she was the most socially liberal free person ever. So I was always like, you're not, you just keep saying that, but you're, but you're not. That's the thing though, isn't it? It's like you can meet, like I have friends who, if I asked them if they felt like they were a lefty or a conservative, then they would yeah. say that they were a conservative and they like some of their views I, I can understand and I respect. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff where I'm like, yeah, I do think you should work hard and you should make something of yourself. And yeah, um, but then I also think it's the state's responsibility to afford people the support structures to be able to mm-hmm. make something of themselves. Like it's no good yeah. just saying, well, you should pull your bootstrap straps up and make something of yourself if it's fucking yes. impossible if you have that. no boots yeah yeah <laughs> if you have no boots yeah no exactly like i um once you get into the economics of it i definitely see a lot of different things you know i you know with taxes and whatnot you know i work hard you know i have my living and stuff and you know i see a lot of you know you hear about in los angeles like a lot of those problems are real. And just because it's Fox News squawking about them ignorantly and, you know, completely out of context, it doesn't mean that homelessness isn't real, that the, um, that there isn't some squalor or, you know, there isn't squalor encroaching yeah. in certain areas and stuff. But I think that, um, do you think, right, here's, here's a weird <laughs> question for you. Do you think yes. that people who identify as a small C conservative and, yeah. and, prior republican so people mm-hmm. who used to be republican but now mm-hmm. they're like don't know if i can get on board with this trump shit oh uh, yeah do you do yeah. you think that the reason that they still vote republican because i'm sure mm. there's a lot of people who do do that mm-hmm. is because they buy into this sort of tribal binary view of the democrats where they're like well look i don't i'm not on board with the trump shit but i don't want to sign up for like pronouns and fucking <laughs> rainbow right. flags on my farm and like Probably. Abraham Lincoln and all that. Yeah, like, do you think they they've cartoonified, for want of a better word, the Democrats to such an extent that they're like, well, I'll just stay with Trump then? Well, I think there's a few different um, gradations of this. There are people who like, kind of, you know, whether it was all along or at least sometime before 2020, were like, well, I don't like what Trump says, and I, you know, he could not tweet. I'd like it if he didn't tweet, but. Democrats are terrible or they're evil or whatever. And so I have to vote for Trump because that's way worse. Hillary Clinton was the devil and everything like that. Um, But then there are people, the people like I like to listen to, like at the bulwark and, you know, I mean, sometimes they'll say something like our friends on the left. And I'm like, "Mm," you know, it makes me sort of (laughs) because they're still using that, that big brush. But the people who definitely did not vote for Trump, like didn't definitely didn't vote for him in 2020, voted for Biden I remember, I remember Joe Walsh, who I used to think was some the biggest prick alive, former congressman from Illinois, who was a complete creep. And he admits he's a creep. It's like the <laughs> sexiest thing ever. People who used to, I that's mean, what, there's some political credence in that. Like you've got to love somebody who's like, all right, I, I, I admit it. I'm a piece of shit. In in real life, and see that's the thing is like I can't keep like my real life and my real life feelings about people and accountability and fairness and justice out of the politics. Like watching Trump is like, wait, 
how can anyone be standing for this? It's just, it's unfair that he's getting away with these things that just aren't true. It's like yeah. all of my worst nightmares coming into fruition. Oh, but anyway, so then there's the gradation of the people who maybe voted for him in 2016, but definitely didn't and were outspoken about it in 2020. Yeah, I was going to say Joe Walsh because he's like the only one of these former Republicans who actually said that he would he would even vote for Bernie. A lot of them were hedging on that. They were like they would much rather vote for Biden than Bernie, you know, but yeah, maybe yeah. didn't come to that. But he was like, I'd rather vote for, you know, a socialist than a dictator or the king, you know. So I I just felt that, you know, by the end of it, that was the only choice. It was like, I'm, I'm sorry, like we put it all aside now because you're either for the chaos for yeah. bringing chaos into our lives or, you know, you want things to, you know, there's people who don't want it to go back to normal because normal sucked for them too, or they had all the problems with normal, you know? Yeah, that's a big thing. But, you know, that seems to be the, the life, two steps forward, or in this case, five steps back, and now we're inching forward again. But it's a bit like, if you, if if normal, in inverted commas, was was bad for you, and so you bought into the Trump stuff mm. about make America great again, like despite all the evidence to the contrary, like you believed that they were going to reopen <laughs> the Rust Belt and bring back American jobs. All of Clean jobs coal. That, <laughs> Clean coal, yeah. Yeah, like that have all either gone over to China or India or or they've been automated and they, those jobs just don't fucking exist anymore. Yeah. Um, if you bought into that in 2016, uh wouldn't you now at this point be thinking well i like i bought into that before and fucking nothing changed like nothing <laughs> drained yeah. the swamp like in, i think within his first week or two weeks wasn't it he he fucking hired a load of bankers or some shit oh oh it, well yeah it was complete complete utter hypocrisy and nonsense and also you know being tough on china tough on russia he was busy like making sure ivanka got her patents in china and everything yeah. it was from the beginning it was complete an utter nonsense just it just was and yes no in a sane society um i think i i said this you know wrote this recently was that you know in a real i think if we our society wasn't kind of poisoned by the you know disinform you know the umbrella term of disinformation it's like yeah. once upon a time there just wouldn't have been that many people in 2016 who were just falling for the non, you know, who weren't either so uh, stupid is a rough word, but let's let's say a small fraction of people are actually dumb, but like that misguided, but yeah. they'd be too skeptical. Like they wouldn't buy him. I never understood how anyone bought him. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you shy away from the word stupid. I do not. Uh, I mean, like I I always go back to this same example because I think it. It, it works for me and it sort of really crystallizes why we are in the problem that we are in. Uh, yeah. And I think this is true of the US and the UK. But here's, here's my angle on this, is that yeah. in like the 80s or the 70s, anytime pre-internet, what would have happened is somebody would have read a, a bollocks like bullshit story somewhere and it yeah. would have said like, oh, like China's taking your jobs or... Um, we're bringing the Rust Belt back or uh, Hillary Clinton has done some dodgy deals and it's, a, you know, Pizzagate or like they would have right. told you a load of shit. And then around the pool table, their friends would have said, what the fuck are you talking about, Aid? Like, like, why? Where do you get this shit from? There'd be like, mm -hmm. like quality control for that person's. <laughs> 
personality where yeah. then like if i'm that guy and i come out with a load of rubbish and my, all of my friends tell me that i'm talking shit i'm gonna go away and i'm gonna be like oh shit maybe i won't say that stuff anymore maybe i was wrong about that but now what yeah. happens obviously with the advent of twitter and facebook and everything is yeah. uh that person goes online and they say oh did you know that hillary clinton is actually a uh, a chinese asset robot mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. controlled from a space station and like like some fucking ridiculous shit and then 100 people will retweet it uh, or yep. like 200 and then they feel like validated and uh like they like what they said meant something and they feel empowered and maybe for a lot of these people whether they are stupid or whether they just feel they lack power and influence mm -hmm. and they've never had mm -hmm. that feeling or they've certainly not had that feeling for a long time Mm -hmm. maybe that's enough for them and suddenly we're in a situation where a hundred of these people 200 yeah. 000, 10 000, all totally believe QAnon, uh and it's because of that shit and i don't i don't yeah. know the way back out of that no neither do i like when we saw that like meta you know meta meta <laughs> meta stock went down recently and of course you know the, the usual suspects were like well that's because they're stifling conservatives even though nine out of ten top 10 shared things are, you know, Ben Shapiro and Dan, Bond, yeah, yeah. you know, these, these people, um, uh, and, uh, Breitbart and whatever. Um, but I'm thinking, no, it's karma because they've helped bring down the world. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, their stock deserves, them, you know, the trouble is with, with Facebook, like my, my understanding of them is that they can't fix this problem because sure. to, to do so would mean tweaking their algorithms so right. it didn't any longer forward you more of what you've already been looking at because that's they want you to stay on the site so that you can look yeah. at adverts and they can sell your data and so long uh, and so on so if they start saying we're not going to send natalie uh flat earth stuff even though <laughs> she's been looking at flat earth like it kind of breaks the model My isn't it <laughs> Yes. Well, they even ruined Instagram. And I remember, it's so funny, I have no concept of time anymore. I'm going to say this as if it happened yesterday instead of, you know, almost six years ago. Mm. But, you know, Instagram used to have a regular timeline, you know, like you could just, it was a, a um, linear, you know, wasn't it? Yeah. A linear timeline, you know, in real time. And then all of a sudden, one day they changed it. So it was an algorithm, you know, just you're now you're seeing the same five people's stuff, you know, like, why don't I see so and so anymore? You have to go look for them. And yeah. I remember, when the 2016 election happened and, you know, just because from two days ago, cause you were looking at Hillary Clinton and stuff, like, it's like still like, you know, yet you're stronger together. And like, it wasn't election results. And I just, my friend's uh, husband, I remember wrote, he's like, yeah, this Facebook, this Instagram algorithm is really uh, fucking with us these days. Like this has really gotten dark quickly because, you know, the top poster from two days ago, instead of, you know, the, dire straits that that we found ourselves in it yeah we don't know no one knows how to put the genie back in the bottle uh with facebook but but you're right it's like dumbed down so many people and i find that i mean i find myself to be you know incredibly average in terms of like maybe my habits and stuff you know i don't really go on facebook anymore because of you know the algorithm is ruined <laughs> and there's right, right on instagram i'm on uh twitter which much to my detriment um <laughs> and all that, but I find that um, it has, we people who aren't, there's like a difference between a, I mean, maybe not, I mean, some I'm sure are plenty obsessed with MSNBC, you know, the people who have it on for, you know, four hours every night, they never miss their shows, you know, Rachel yeah. Maddow, 
that. What I, and I think when Trump was first elected, you know, I would tune in. I was watching, um, I was definitely watching more cable news than I had. I'd turn on her and Lawrence O'Donnell and everything. But, you know, after maybe like a week or two, I, I couldn't hear the name Paul Manafort once again. It's like, I can't hear the whole story, you know, told to me again and again. And so you turn it off. That's yeah. the, like, I feel like there's a, not like I'm so special because I'm, you know, I can turn off the TV, you know, I'm so strong. I know, yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I admire your ability to turn it off because I, like, I put on the news this morning when my daughter was, walking around desperately trying to kill herself at like oh. half like she's like one year old so everything's oh, shiny sure. and then everything dangerous yeah. is just like a fucking wonderland to her but your only job is to keep her away from sharp objects and falling that's yeah. that's it <laughs> and i'm and i'm passable at it uh but um yeah so i i put on the the news at like five or five thirty this morning and then when my son came down like i had sky news on for a little bit and then i was checking twitter and I, it got to about 8 a.m and i just thought like what the fuck am i doing like i'm yeah. turning into one of these like I, i'm in the shower like checking like scrolling <laughs> oh. while i'm yeah. in the shower i'm just like yeah. i need to take a step back but I, I feel like maybe that's the difference is i'm i'd like to think self-aware enough that i'm like hang on aid like what the fuck why are you checking the news in the shower you realize this is what a crazy person does like put your fucking phone down and wash well, your balls i think the fact that we're having this conversation means that yes you are self-aware enough i deem you self-aware enough to know that you're doing this i well i had to i basically i start, i wake up in the morning and the first thing i do is listen to um npr's up first podcast i have like a little um back when i had a commute when i was going you know actually driving into an office i had my little podcast i do my npr i do the daily from the new york times i'd maybe um do bbc news hour um you know espn daily i like to filter in sport a he healthy diet of sports to right, go right. to go of this um but then did, made... you, did you sort of cash out at that point you're like okay that's enough news or no, no i still have completely have this you should see how many podcasts i subscribe to it's insane i mean it really should be is there a full-time job of just listening to the podcast because <laughs> it's no like me helping my my ocd on like sticking with tv shows i'm not into anymore but they're still on so i have to keep watching them till they're canceled finally um it's kind of like been a big step for me to sort of get to the end of the week and be like okay i don't need to listen to like four different podcasts about the canadian truckers or, you know, about yeah. like Boris Johnson's latest thing or this or that. Like, let's delete those four because there will be something new tomorrow. So that's sort of like my news OCD. So, no, I'm still like real top heavy on I've kind of, I don't do TV news too much. Um, you know, you see the clips on social media. You don't really have to. Even like Colbert, who God bless him, love him so much. Daily Show, Trevor Noah. I don't even watch as much because I don't want to watch another political monologue, even like, you know, by the end of the day, I'm sort of like, let's go sports. Let's go listen to Conan O'Brien. Like, you yeah. know, but I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still into it. I don't mean to make it seem as if I'm like cut myself off or anything. No, like no. But you are like to go back to the self-awareness thing. At least you're like, you're aware of when it gets too much and when it's, but I, I, I think what, what you were alluding to before was that there is a sort of class of people who are just fucking hooked on it who have like fox news on all day or at msnbc mm -hmm. like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of I, I think fox news gets a rough ride uh rightly so you know i'm i'm <laughs> I, i'm in the uk right but what i've seen right. of fox news it's not 
like yeah. otherworldly to me i understand what it is that they do um mm-hmm. and and we're yeah. all very familiar with with tucker carlson and various mm-hmm. monologues and like the clickbait videos that get shared around um but also like i don't think it's healthy even if if you come from a sort of left-leaning perspective i don't think it's good if you just sit yeah. there watching fucking news all no. day doom no. gloom chaos murder like oh give yourself it, a break go for a walk yeah, yeah even, exactly and even like i think i remember the day that maybe trump was um you know like um you know playing word games with uh kim jong-il <laughs> kim jong-un like uh yeah you know, little rocket man and all that. If you're on Twitter, you think that like a bomb is going to hit America. And he's like, and then I like turned off Twitter, like went walked away, went outside, and I was like, what a wonderful day! <laughs> it's like, like it's I, I call it, it's like Pandora's box or like a, a closet full of monsters. If yeah. you don't open the closet, because even if like, and I don't follow stuff on Twitter even just to be mad and hate. Like I don't think I need you know my. You know, I think listening to like um, the Bulwark and other people who were like the former conservative voices, I think that's enough for me to like, you know, prove that I'm not some like I can only listen to Pods of America, nothing else. I think I'm pretty well rounded, but like I don't like follow stuff just so I can get mad and just so I can be aware of all the horrible stuff. But yet it's all retweeted and shared into your feed anyway. So and all it takes is two clicks down into the comments to see like the most horrible thing you're going to see all week you know the most ignorant fucked up comment yeah i'm sorry can I on your podcast i didn't oh, ask for sure you. yeah very very cuss curse happy okay. on this one all right well I'll, I'll beef it up then um yeah so i think you know i'm still super you know too switched in to, to twitter and social media i had like a plumbing issue once um like a year ago and I realized I was so stressed out in between that and doing like regular work and dealing with like insurance and all this sort of stuff. I realized after a week I'd hardly been on Twitter. And even though the rest of things were so stressed, I was like, it occurred to me one, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this more often and not be on Twitter so much. It occurred to me, actually, it was a very enlightening moment. Cause I thought, you know what? I bet, you know, and I'd say I'm like 50% of informed as more online, you know, as actual experts and things are, you know, I'm like, yeah. let's say I have 50% of their knowledge, but like the week of like not being on Twitter, I thought, well, this must be like what most people, their life actually is. It's dealing with their actual lives, yeah, you know, yeah. and that is why, sadly, why a lot of people either don't vote or they don't really know anything about, you know, like they're just like, well, I'm always a Republican. So I'm just going to vote R down the thing because what I, I, I work, you know, 60 hours a week and I don't have time for, and I have five kids and I don't have time for this shit. And yeah, yeah Democrats, I hate the Clintons. So I'm going to just do this, you know, like, yeah. Or- I, like the, the, the example I always sort of go back to, and it's very similar to what you're touching on there is that like in the UK, people like me obsess over politics and, and the people I'm in chat groups with do. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then I run a podcast and I talk to people like yourself and, and it's easy <laughs> to get into this kind of mindset where you think, yeah, this really matters and everyone really cares about this. And especially right. then if you go on Twitter and you've just got right. this constantly updating feed mm-hmm. of hate and chaos and people yeah. are like, oh my God, can you believe that this has just happened? This is incredible. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. And like, like you say, then you walk yeah. outside and you're like, oh, how come, <laughs> how come nobody, nobody gives a shit? Yeah, and, it was uh, the sun 
but it's Easily. it's true it's like the sorry to, to go back to the example i was mm. going to wheel out was like most people for most people in the uk they get up half seven they give their kids breakfast they get them to the school then they go into work they clear their emails then they fight to get out on time they get home yeah. just in time for bath and bed with the kids and then they sit down yeah. and slump in front of the news and somewhere in those like nine or ten hours they might walk yeah. past a garage like a gas station yeah. right yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they might see like the newspapers the tabloids there with the headlines and that <laughs> just the fucking headline will inform their opinion when they're down the pub talking to their mm -hmm. mate on the friday night it's sure. insane it's like sure. most people in the uk i think would probably base their opinion even if they don't admit it i think it's influenced hugely by mm -hmm. five to seven words on like the top of the daily mail or the sun yeah. or the express it's right. it's so like i know you guys i don't think you have the same kind of tabloid press culture over there do you no i mean well we have gobs of tabloids including like i feel like i go to the supermarket and i'm like that's still in print i've never even seen never even seen like that defying all print revenue like print journalism yeah. <laughs> still going yeah. We've still got them. We've still got, you know, that National Enquirer being, you know, the most the most famous one. I don't think, I mean... Mm. This is what I mean. But no, it's definitely not the same. I actually, quick anecdote, when I was um, a million years ago before I was at E, I interned in the London Bureau of uh, People Magazine, their, their London Bureau, and my oh, first cool. job day would be to lay out the newspapers. You know, they get all the papers, and it was like 10 papers, Left to right, I had a system. I think I would start with maybe the star or the sun on the left, sure. all the way to the guardian on the right, which I, I wasn't as switched into the political leanings of every, or ownership of every paper at the time, but now I'm very aware. And so maybe I would have actually put the guardian on the left and gone down to the right <laughs> to, the, to the sun. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just more from like, you know, the tawdry to the prestige is the way I, uh, I did that. But no, we don't have that. We have a very declining newspaper uh <laughs> business out here i'm a staunch subscriber to a newspaper wherever i am whether mm -hmm. it's san francisco or los angeles um and i get a you know a new york times also on sundays um but no we don't have that sort of same part of everyone's day actually get it delivered to your house sort of tabloid culture plus we don't have at least in california we don't have the same sort of public transit i mean maybe you know in new york people have more time to read the paper on their way to work you know i see yeah yeah like <laughs> if you're commuting and yeah we had a big yeah. thing in in london with the tube i guess you would have caught that when you're over here <laughs> uh and because there was no wi-fi down there no like phone signal mm -hmm. for a long time mm -hmm. then mm -hmm you just had the metro which was this yeah. little dinky newspaper yes yes so, and you just find it on the tube it's just yeah. there like the Left readership of the metro was fucking astronomical because wow. like everyone nobody had fucking anything to do on in this tube right. like but look at each other like or or read a trashy tabloid so mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But now they've got Wi-Fi down there. I wonder what it's uh, what it's done to their print revenue and stuff and advertising revenue. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I bet. Um, like I would go out and walk my dog and I'm sort of like a freak of nature because I'm usually carrying a New Yorker with me. So that when my dog stops to sniff, I'll like read a, a few pages. because. <laughs> and I noticed that since I started working from home, I was going actually going through the New Yorkers slightly faster because I had more walks with the dog, yeah. you know, being home. Um, but most people... I once saw a girl walking her dog and actually reading a book at the same time. I'm like, oh my God, it's like my kindred best friend soulmate because everyone else is looking at their phones. Yeah. Like I always 
some people were like, you read while you're walking. I'm like, you're on your phone. What's the difference? Like, except I'm reading real news, you know? You yeah. Know, I'm, I'm... But there's a sort of like, I'm, I'm not a massive book reader. I'm a massive news reader <laughs> and I like reading articles. Uh, and I think if I had more time, if I didn't have two kids, right. I, I right. would read like nonfiction mm-hmm. or something. But, um, but I, I totally accept, understand and respect that there is a certain romance to holding like the New Yorker oh. or a novel <laughs> or like, or something whilst you're walking your dog. It's just a different thing. Like aesthetically, like the optics of it are like, oh, she's walking along and she's reading a novel. That's cool. But if you see somebody walking along reading their phone, you're just like, oh, can't she look up? Like, look, look what your dog's right. doing. You know, it's judgy. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I mean I'm sure I am judging but it's like at the same time it's so common now there's no time to really mm. judge it's just so so normal you know now so you're either what you know someone you, coffee your phone you know just um yeah yeah oh I don't mean like you're specifically judgy I mean like society <laughs> I me too like even I don't even fucking read books really like I, but I would so I would also be like like look up from your phone you know I would be no it's true though it's like my parents who are my father's 80 and my mother's in her early seventies and they are on their phones. I feel more than I am, you know, oh, like really? we'll be getting, we'll be at a restaurant and they're both on their phones. And I'm like, you know, if I wanted two teenagers, I would have two teenagers. <laughs> right now. I scold them, but both, um, on, both on Tinder wiping away. Exactly. exactly. I know. See, well, they're like, my dad will text me and, and it'll be something. He'll be asking me something that I literally told my mom an hour ago. And I'm like, you two live together. Why don't you ever speak to each other? Don't but... you wonder if that, they've had an argument about it? Like you told your mom and your mom told your oh. dad and he's like, well, I don't believe you. And then he's come back to you to like fact check it. <laughs> uh, that That's totally possible. Or she told him something and he forgot about it. And then an hour later, he's asking me more likely the, uh, the mem- no one's actually listening to each other, but. Once again, that's a, a whole other topic. But yeah. yes, the, the we could we could fill up a whole other episode of. Uh, I, I think we've got after. a whole, whole series on our hands. But um, I, yes, I, I, there is, people are getting stupid. You're right. It's the <laughs> they are. I'm not gonna lie. But as I said, like it's sort of there's nothing that you can do about it, is there? It's it's just a certain type of person, and I suppose that they would host their own podcasts and then sort of you know <laughs> oh, criticize. Sure people like you and I and be like it's just sure. a certain type of person who's a bit oh. liberal and thinks that like calls us stupid and right um... right we, we're so smart exactly and as another thing that I think I mean I'm not going to speak for you but I think it's another thing speaking of self-awareness where you know I'll admit there have been times not with like anything super outrageous but you know sometimes you hear enough crap from enough complaints from you know people with different political views that you know, every once in a while, I stop and think, am I the crazy one? Like, like, wait a sec, you know, you know, and it's sort of, you know, I pull myself out of that sort of um, spiral of like, you know, you're just so beaten down by all this, like, how can people believe this garbage or think these horrible things or they're just so readily, you know, like, but that shows, that shows, again, sort of a self-awareness, um, uh, uh, a huge amount of critical thinking to sort of sit there and think uh-huh. like am i the crazy one like why is no one at, like how come i've got three separate friends who all think that brexit is amazing and they all refuse to wear masks and they they refuse to have jabs like maybe are they onto something do they understand something? and yeah. but whenever i try to reason and consider their 
their side of it. It makes no fucking sense. And I don't believe that they do the same. I don't think it's reciprocated. I think they just okay. sit there angry on their sofa and go like, fucking Remainers or fucking jab Nazis, you know? Right. Yeah, I've gotten some clues. I think I tweeted about this the other day because I had tweeted something that was basically sort of agreeing with the fact that, you know, at this point, you have your shots, your jabs, you know, you've had all three, you're doing what you can, you went along with whatever was going on, you know, you didn't go out and complain like an asshole, you know, you like you went with the flow. I mean, I've been extraordinarily, you know, lucky that my job was, um, you know, easily adaptable to working at home, sure. and et cetera. But, you know, I'm kind of of the belief now that at least, you know, I'd like to go to my to go out and do you know, my yoga, you know, like without a mask, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just feel like parents, my dad just got over probably what was Omicron. Like, luckily, you know, he's in good shape. He was fully vaccinated. So like it was, an e you know, he, yay, you know, thank goodness. Can I, it's all can I ask, um, and you can refuse to answer if you oh. like, but have you, do you know anyone who's refused to have the jab? and refuse to wear a mask who then has got COVID and it's not ended particularly well? You know, I mean, personally, no. I do have family not living in California who I know are, I don't know if they're anti-vax their whole life. Like they themselves are probably vaccinated from childhood, but I don't know, you know, they're homeschooling their kids. Like, And they were already, they already were, you know, right, religious. Right. Um, and I know that certain even though her husband had COVID, I know that, you know, let's just say, I'm sure none of the family of six are vaccinated, that kind of thing, but, you know, not health wise, but I do know, you know, like friends of friends, um, who, um, I think it's a, a, a dear friend of mine who is living in a red state. She's a blue dot in a red, <laughs> in right, a red right. state. So is her mother. And that's like me in our town here. I'm in an army <laughs> town in Hampshire. <laughs> It's oh, fucking sure. conservative as you like. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time that they'd voted for anything other than conservative. And no. uh, it's like people mm. are like, "What are you gonna do to influence tactical voting?" And I, I'm like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Like, yeah, I just don't want to get into like fistfights on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Go and door knock. Hey, would you vote for Labour? Would you get the fuck off my property? Like, yeah, no, but so but, so yeah, she. So. So her, like, good friends, at least, I mean, I not not all of them, but, you know, she has a tight circle of friends who, you know, I, some of whom I've met. Mm -hmm. And so one of them, her, like, her husband's brother. So it's like, you know, friend of a friend of a friend. Her brother-in-law was, you know, super anti-vax, super anti-restrictions and everything. And, yeah, he ended up, you know, in the hospital, in the ICU. And, like, I think it was a long... I don't, I don't think he, you know, luckily he didn't die or anything, but it was, you know, still has troubles. And, yeah, so, I mean you know it's, it's a real thing no one's making this up yeah. it's, it's, it's it, i just find it it's i mean i don't know anyone thank god yeah and touch wood that it doesn't doesn't transpire or doesn't turn out that way yeah. um who has been adversely affected in any really yeah. serious way I've got, I've got a friend in a sort of video comedy troupe that i used to do stuff in who said yeah. that a guy that he worked with this is sort of near the beginning of the pandemic i think a guy that he worked with caught it and died uh, and he said it was really weird um, looking over at this mm -hmm. uh, at this seat where this guy that he had worked with for all this time, like years probably, yeah. and now the yeah. seat was just empty. And he was like, oh, fuck, like, this is real. Um, mm -hmm. 
And it was probably like a pretty like young guy, thirties, forties, like a young, like I, a young. I honestly can't remember. Like the, my the, the guy that I knew was young. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but it's it's. I think when it when it touches you like that in your life or someone that you know, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how you then carry on uh, reducing it and diluting it and pretending that it's not serious or that you shouldn't no. have to obey the rules or. Um, which is why it's, I, I suppose, just to sort of go full circle here to bring it back to, to politics, mm -hmm. uh, I suppose that's why it fucks everyone off so much when we have a prime minister who uh, not just agreed and communicated the rules to everyone, but who then sought flouted. to break them. Yeah, it's like, and, and this is after he had fucking contracted it himself and been in the fucking ICU. Like, how could you go into intensive mm -hmm. care? Be, I don't know if they ever put him on a ventilator, what the situation was, but mm -hmm. how could you go through that experience where you're mm -hmm. probably having awkward conversations with relatives uh, about, you know, if this doesn't end well, then, you know, how could you go through that shit and then come out the other side and be like, well, all right, let's have a party. <laughs> yeah, and then, then you should have been uh, busy prosecuting, uh, you know, Jimmy Savile <laughs> not bothering me. Like, that's where it all came out. Oh, yeah. it's fucking outrageous. Well, like, it's... That's the shocking thing about Trump. Like, that's the thing. It's like now we're in a situation, unfortunately, you know, kind of the resounding thing I hear amongst, you know, all breaths of all the news I listen to, um, especially people from who are, you know, more right leaning, but who are vehemently anti Trump, is that now we've got this horrible, infectious thing of these far right. See, Trump. Trump wasn't anything. That's the thing. He just clung on to the, the Democrats wouldn't have him back. You know, the celebrities wouldn't have him. So yeah. he clung to the people who were like, yeah, you know, he's yeah. the guy, he's the guy. But now he's bred this, you know, it's like the cult members are always worse than the cult leader, really. You know, it's like, like they, you always end up with these more fanatical followers. And now we've got this far right, uh, That's stuff, really, like, really interesting, uh, uh, line to to express there. You're right. I've never I've never thought of that before. But you're oh, right because the cult yeah. leader kind of knows it's bullshit, right? But the cult members think Manson, that this is Charles religion. Manson read, yeah, how how to win friends and influence people in prison. Okay, so he knew he was full of shit. I mean, he was crazy. He is. He was crazy, but at the same, you know. Anyway, but but yeah. So like Trump, you know, speaking of the vaccine, he. He's been saying to get it. I mean, you know, he has not done an iota of what he could have done, you know, to, to help to help anything. And I'm firmly of the belief that just the world wouldn't have spiraled anywhere near out of control if like anyone else had been in charge, if like a normal person had been the leader. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, like at the beginning, <laughs> of, beginning of the pandemic, he was saying it was just going to go away. He was like... It just his trust whole... me, trust me, it's going to go away. It'll just pack up and go away. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, and his whole vibe, like the vibe he'd been building for the three horrible years beforehand. Because, you know, when you think about it, if that hadn't happened, he probably would have been reelected, which is crazy because, up, you know, it's certainly not like I have a before and after with Trump. I thought he was terrible the whole time. So, yeah. you know, um, but like, you know, now he says things like, well, yeah, so he's he advises, he thinks people should get the vaccine and he gets booed. You know, so, you know, you create a monster and then it goes and kills the village. So that's, that is what Yeah, happens. but that's that's not just a sort of Trump specific thing, is it? It's no. the same with like people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who <sighs> I don't think UK domestic uh, oh, politics no. fans would necessarily be as familiar with. Although oh. 
lucky they are. <laughs> could, you, could you give us a sort of two-liner description of Marjorie Taylor Greene? Well, I think she's an example of the cult being, you know, the cult member being worse than the cult leader. Because, you know, she sounds like she always had repellent views. I mean, I was very unaware of her up until she was even, you know, right up until she was elected. Um, that's another thing that's happened over the last, you know, few years is that, like, when the 2018 midterm elections, I was keeping, like, a little chart, like, just for fun. I was like, okay, are we going to pick up this seat or lose this seat? Like, certainly had never done that before. She is a... She is a congresswoman in rural Georgia who I'm sure there are, there are, there are fabulous people in places all over our country, in rural, in the, you know, in every state. But she is a despicable human being who is, is you know, anti-Semitic, you know, nothing worse than someone who claims they're super pro-Israel, but it's only because, you know, they want to see the Messiah come and have it, you know. It's... Right, right. Yeah, I mean, she's... She... She's horrible, and she's crazy, and she's nasty to other people in Congress, and she's gaining power by the day. It's crazy. It's fucking batshit, isn't it? Well, like, when you think these are people who would not stand the test of a, like in the uk be like a, a sort of parish hall debate like 20 years ago you'd put them up there and be like yeah so what do you think about the situation in israel like how or how would we uh how would we stabilize afghanistan or how would we do they would they'd crumble in a second in any sort of yeah. political debate and yet now because we're in this era of extremism and uh anti-vax and flat earth and QAnon and um mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and brexit and mm -hmm. like anything but you know you you fill in the blanks in terms of the the, the weird nonsensical stories that have arisen yeah. in the last five six years um <laughs> because of this sort of salacious form of politics someone like that now gets taken seriously and it's oh. it's not just in the states it's like, like over here i suppose our, our equivalent clumsy equivalent maybe uh would be nadine dorries who i i don't know if you're familiar with I've heard the name, but feel free to, you know. So she's she's our uh, minister of, uh, I think it's culture. So she mm -hmm. she's the sort of cabinet minister for like uh, television, radio, and. Um, oh. Is uh, this funding of the BBC the license fee thing that's going on? Yeah, right yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, uh, she's. I mean, I I keep a track of what her like gaffes are, her sort of fuck ups. <laughs> And I've tracked it that she's done one every two weeks, like for the last year, pretty much. She comes yeah. out and says something stupid or supports something stupid, or she's turned up fucking drunk, like in the Houses of Parliament. She's fucking hammered yeah. on like the Channel 4 News segment. <laughs> They're asking her questions and she's like swaying around and stuff. I'm like, who the f like, how, how has this person gained any power and influence or been taken seriously? And the answer, I suspect it's similar with Marjorie Taylor Greene is she's just kind of loyal-ish, you know? She'll go out there, she'll be wheeled out, uh, she'll say, oh, no, I still support Trump. I think Trump best candidate for 2024. Or, you know, with Nadine Dorries, it's, uh, no, I'm fully 100% behind the Prime Minister. And so they can see that she's this sort of sycophant who'll just stick it out through thick mm -hmm. and thin. Um, yeah, you hear sort of like, there was like an alternating narrative about Trump because people who sort of like journalists who got to know him a little better felt that actually he didn't have much respect for the day-to-day -day people who kissed his ass, you know? Like he actually didn't mind a pushback, but like in a private sort of way. Sure. Of course, anyone, you know, um, has a slight against him in public, then it's, you know, that person's a degenerate who, you know, it must be stopped. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
public display of loyalty, like uh, from people in Congress. That's what he likes. But it just it all goes to show that his whole thing was a complete fraud. And that underneath, it all got wildly out of control. That like, you know, I mean, most I've gotten enough pushback. Anytime I referred to Trump as like, you know, it sucks so hard that he was elected in 2016, uh, always then a slew of people will be like, well, he wasn't really elected. And I'm like, well, this isn't helping anybody to be stuck in the, it's not the same as what's going on in 20, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, and so like I was saying before that I'm just sort of reached now my, I'm kind of annoyed at everybody because it's, you know, words are so important. And when you, go broad brush with everybody it gets very it just after time goes by it makes it harder for the right people to make the right points because you know you you've lost the people who are insane and dumb and don't want things to be nice they want to be angry they want to be you know own the libs all the time but it's so important to be able to get it right when you know whether it's about like you know, schools and the, the pandemic, especially the pandemic and, you know, all the horrible, like, uh, you know, like racial animosity that's going on. It's just so important to be, yeah. you know, like, saying and the right how thing. Do you, like, how do you build a, a bridge back when, and this is a, I mean, there's, there's a lot of parallels we, we can touch on in terms yeah. of Republicans and conservatives in the UK in the sense that, in in the Republican Party, there's been this sort of well documented uh, takeover by the Trumps uh, to the <laughs> point where I think I think it was Chris Cuomo mm. who who started just outright calling them like the Republican Party <laughs> Maybe. because it's essentially it is like the Church of mm. Trump now. Like if you go out on the record and speak out against Trump, you're sort of ostracized, mm -hmm. even though he's mm -hmm. not currently, as I understand it, uh, formally the Republican like the leader of the Republican mm -hmm. Party. Um, mm -hmm. But he's such a sort of iron figure there that he, mm -hmm. the takeover is real. And in the same way, or a very, very similar way uh, in, in the Conservative Party here, um, they ejected a lot of the moderate MPs in the 2019 election. Yeah. Um, uh, or, or a lot of them resigned because they felt like they couldn't stand up and credibly say, we will support Boris Johnson. We don't mm -hmm. think he's a liar. We think Brexit's great. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them were just like, this is not worth my integrity. Uh, so they bailed. Um, and Rob. so now what we're left with is on in the States, you've got the Republican Party who are this sort of far-right, authoritarian, happy, fascist, light, Trumplican <laughs> party. And then over here in the UK, you've got this sort of pro-Brexit, batshit, flag-waving <laughs> brand of bellends. And it's like, how do we drag these people... <laughs> back into the sort of centre-right, because I would entertain a centre-right Conservative Party. I'd be like, this is better than that shit. Of course. Um, you know, there's the sensible people who are sort of, you know, there's a way for you to be like, I'm never going to vote Republican, but also not like hold every former Republican's past stuff against them. I mean, if they mm. did something truly horrible, then probably they're not even in the conversation. But you still see under every person who has been so against Trump and I love what they're saying, but there's still always the people who are like, this is your fault. Like you did this. And it's true. We need to, there are some people who are unsalvageable. And I think there were always see, the good, the good news is that there were always people that were unsalvageable who were thinking the horrible shit and the crazy, like there were always crazy, terrible people. 
but like you know we didn't hear from them as much we you know they they, they didn't have the microphone they didn't get those Twitter. retweets that's why yeah exactly of social media so i mean they were always there like if you watch i don't know if it's come to the uk yet ryan murphy's story about impeach about bill clinton's impeachment and, it, and yep. you know that's the, from the 90s and that just shows that you know not that people were out to, out to get Democrats, but which which they were. But at the same time, like the, you know, these conspiracy theories have existed. There have been conspiracy theories since the the Middle Ages on your end and the 1700s, you know, in our end. Um, but I think what needs to happen is that these people who get it, who whether they always got it about Trump or they get it now, no matter how annoyed, you know, like. You know, like Liz Cheney. The big things here are Liz Cheney from Wyoming, or Dick Cheney's daughter, and Adam Kinzinger, a outgoing congressman from Ohio who's not running for re-election. They're like the two people who have been like, you know, they voted for impeachment, the whole thing, and they were just censured by the Republican National Committee as bad Republicans because they are really. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's I'm so unfamiliar with this. Uh... Oh. That's amazing. So they yeah. are the voice of re how fucking weird is it that we've ended up in a situation where yeah. Dick Cheney's fucking daughter is the voice yes. of yes. right leaning reason. Like exactly. And you know, even so, you know, and it's like it's you know, it's not quite Faustian because I don't think it's the devil. You know, we know who the devil is. So it's like, you know, you can hear Liz Cheney then say something really annoying like, Oh, well, we have to band together because, you know, Biden's policies are so dangerous. You know, which is like obnoxious and hyperbolic, and she's not really helping any. <laughs> That's what got us here in the first place. That kind of rhetoric, but at the same time, shit, she has held the line again. I mean, since the insurrection, anyway, she's held the line. And I'm just, you know, as distasteful as it can be with maybe someone like that, as opposed to someone who's been against Trump since 2015. You got to hold that line all together, you know. And that's the thing. It's not that we're going to win back a whole bunch of people. It's that we need to grow that. And just yeah. encroach it back, drive it from the left, keep going a little bit this <laughs> way, so that it's just too many people. It's like any progress; it's always just a little bit more people than the uh, than the other group wanting something that's good. That's how anything good happens: is that it's just a little bit more people seeing the light than who don't see the light. And that you know, ever since the Civil War, it's like a little more people get that this is fucked up, and we need to change America than the people who didn't get it and that's just how it has always gone yeah yeah i mean it's it's i, I suppose the challenge that people like it, sorry i forget her name now liz liz cheney did you say liz cheney yeah uh and the more moderates uh that moderate conservatives who are left in the conservative party over here have is that when they come out and they say look it's time to have an adult conversation it's time mm -hmm. to just drop the hyperbole and uh, drop the populism and let's just have an honest conversation about where we're at in America. And um, no, we don't agree with Biden's policies, but here are our policies and these are actually mm -hmm. realistic and they address. But when they come out with stuff like that, which people like you and me would be like, oh, fucking finally, we've got some grownups <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Uh, immediately, you've got people like Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene or Ted Cruz who are willing to cynically play the game. Who, who are like oh don't listen to that bitch like i like come with me over this way and like don't have a vaccine and like oh you know that, that movie don't look up it's like okay. that shit it's like yeah. um like oh, just, yeah, just whatever it doesn't matter they're, they're all just lying to you they think they're better than you like all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like how do you address that when you're on let's say 
um uh you're on bbc news as liz cheney giving your <laughs> credible or semi-credible economic plan but they're <laughs> fucking listening to fox news and mm-hmm. tucker is on saying like don't listen like you know and and yeah they want to destroy you that's yeah like, like they've got their news from their one like tunnel vision echo chamber th- like yeah. i just when i say that i don't think there's a way back yeah like i re- i I, well, I wish i had more faith but i just can't see how you put to to, to use your phrase that you used earlier i don't see how you get this genie back in the bottle when we're at this point oops. now no, you don't. You just have to do another bottle. I think you have to find another genie. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like you like there's this is now here. What we just have to do now is work on shoving it over here. Like you yeah. can't get rid of it. like sort of like the tire fire on the Simpsons that's always burning. You ever watch the Simpsons? In yeah. Springfield, the tire fire that's always burning. And that's what's gonna be happening. Um, I think uh interesting I um I walk another dog walking story. There's a, a guy, a young guy, white guy. I know he comes from a family of means, so comfortable guy. I'd say he's 30. I mean, I have no, I'm really bad at ages these days. <laughs> uh, right. But let's, let's, you know, our dogs get along, so we chit chat. Um, and I think we may have not met till the maybe right before the pandemic or when, when the pandemic set in. So, you know, now I've known him for two years almost. And, you know, his, you know, like when the vaccines came out last year, I think we talked about getting vaccines and he didn't seem thrilled, but I know he got them. <laughs> I know he got vaccinated. Then we see each other again around Christmas or after Christmas. And he said how his fa- his parents had gotten COVID. They'd all gotten COVID over Christmas. He's like, so, yeah. and I think just gotten my booster and he's like so i mean you know i'm now i have all you know i'm not i i, I don't know so I'm, I'm probably not getting like boosted anytime soon because you know I've, I've been reading some things i'm like oh that's never a good sign when <laughs> <laughs> anyone announces they've been reading a few things and literally sure enough like a month later i saw him and then i because i saw him and i was like oh by the way my dad got covid and now he's over it and then oh my god it was like that i uncorked a bottle he's like You know, and he even said, he's like, you know, on CNN, they told us that the vaccines were going to do this and that. And I said, well, that's why I don't watch CNN. I was like, that's why I don't watch anything because, you know, I'm I'm like, oh, I read my news, you know. But uh, he goes, yeah, you know, it's really important to listen to different sources, you know. He's like, I was watching some, this guy on YouTube. I went down a real rabbit hole. He even announced he went down a rabbit hole. And he's like, and he's like, like to the left but did you know that trump was the only president who never started a war i'm like oh god <laughs> i was like you got through the whole trump administration in two years and now you've decided to like decide he was actually like i, I just said you know that's not like a new talking point like people have been saying tweeting that for five years like to simplify but yeah i mean like, that's a sort of nice war. little nice little tag like if, if trump produced a movie about himself that yeah. would be the tagline. It's like, I never started a war, so... Yeah, well, exactly. fucking great. You're not supposed to start... The baseline for yeah. being a president is not, yeah. like, start it's like the It's like the police shooting people. You know, not, They're not supposed to shoot guilty people, either, yeah. <laughs> whether they're innocent or guilty. But anyway, so what I mean is so this... And then he proceeded to tell me the exact wrong thing mm. about Germany's energy situation. <laughs> like, he was like... Did you know that America was going to be completely energy independent until Bri- until Biden screwed it up? And I was like, "What are you 
talking about? I was like, wait, we were, we were reaching full energy independence. No one told me that's amazing. And then he said the exact opposite of what I had just been reading about Germany. You know, they're in this dire strait with Russia threat. You know, they might cut off the gas and everything. He said the exact opposite. He's like, you know, Germany with their surplus of energy that they don't even need. I'm like, like where are you getting this shit from? Like, <laughs> so my, my point being is that, you know, the person who's just watching Fox, you know, they do yeah. whatever and then watch Fox News, they're just not getting the right information. That's why I hedge on everybody stupid, because some people are just sadly misinformed. It's really a tragedy of that. Some people are stupid. I, I give And you I that. suppose that's where we get to like what you were saying before about just trying to inch people over a little bit, just bit by bit, try to educate them. <laughs> and, and in some ways, like it, it sounds a bit sort of... Um, don't know a little bit uh snooty maybe of me but i feel like there is a bit of a responsibility on the younger generations to then pull their parents aside and go like why yeah. the fuck are you watching this please can you just give yourself a day off here's yeah. some other shit have a read of that like yeah. expand your mind a little bit yeah. like yeah no then that's the funny thing i mean i've another thing i'm you know hashtag blessed for is that i wasn't dealing with parents who were you know my father despises trump with the fire of a thousand sons you know for yeah. you know an 80 year old white guy from ohio it's like I, I give who you know with a high school education i give him endless props because i'm like i we argued enough about me and my mother would argue enough i'm like you didn't vote for hillary clinton hard enough like, even though she, <laughs> you know, like, i mean I, so I, I give people like, I don't even know how they survived, like if they're immediate, fa you know, immediate families having that problem. Um, but like, so here's like a young guy though. Like, I don't know, let's say, I think you know, his parents are in the entertainment business. Let's just sort of assume they're maybe just sort of, you know, average California liberal types. And here's like this young guy getting radicalized online. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and speaking of the young people, it's just this horrid misinformation and he may never, he, it's funny. Cause like we stayed cordial and he was like, sorry for like ranting about that. I'm like, well, I'm going to fact check a few things and I'll see you another time. Well, this is you the know. thing. I mean, like I know, I, I know people who are in my age bracket who socioeconomically speaking, you would absolutely mm -hmm. make a bet that they would mm -hmm. be uh, labor voting, if not Lib Dem, uh, mm -hmm. that they would have voted remain that they like that they would definitely sit on that sort of left or center left kind of tip of the political landscape over here mm -hmm. um and for one reason or another they've gone through like they've got two doors there the left and the right mm -hmm. and they've chosen to go through the right and i cannot put my fucking finger on it can't understand it at all because i'm like you're fucking broke you're like 19 grand a year is what you earn you're so yeah. broke and yeah. you're living at your mum's why the fuck are you voting Tory? Like every support structure and service that you're reliant on and that your parents are going to be reliant on when they all yeah. need wheelchairs and crutches and operations and shit, they're going to mm -hmm. hack that shit away. Why are you, <laughs> why would you support that? And they're just like, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's the same as like the Republican Democrat thing. Like over mm -hmm. in the US, I imagine it's like, well, it's better than the Dems, isn't it? Like over <laughs> yeah. here, it's like better than Labour though. Oh. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, because one of the more recent things I've been hearing, as at least we're mildly able to start talking about policy again after four years of just talking about, like, you know, word vomit, um, is that, you know, it's interesting. And so I think a lot of the people I listen to are, you know, they like to give their advice to because they want to see the Democrats win because they don't want this like far right, worse than Trump faction, you know, yeah. the, the, these people coming in. 
to take power is that, you know, um, in terms of like voting your financial interests, you know, they say that like, you know, Democrats say that to Republicans a lot, like, well, you don't, unless they're super wealthy, like you're so wealthy, it doesn't matter who, you know, what you do, what you want yeah, on yeah. either. Like, you know, you don't vote your financial interests, but then they say like, but you know, Democrats sort of technically, a lot of them don't vote their financial interest either because really in whose interest is it to pay higher taxes or this and that once again, unless you're so rich. And I think about that because, you know, when we had our tax cut, I got like a little tax cut, like not like something, you know, I don't yeah. know if it was enough for a whole Costco membership the way Paul Ryan promised it would be, but you know, it was a little bit and it was nice. Although they completely screwed blue states with deductions. That's a, you know, Trump had it in for the blue states. But like, you know, I would have easily given up the tax credit for my peace of mind to have my sanity back. Yeah, like that's a big thing too. Like I remember the I don't think it was a 2019 election. I think it was 20 I forget what years they were in now. 2016 was Brexit, 2015 I don't know. Anyway, one of the elections and the Tories got in uh unsurprisingly and um and i was in a chat group with some friends and we were all talking mm -hmm. about how we voted which is never a good mm -hmm. idea but one of my friends <laughs> voted conservative and she was like yeah you know i just think if you want something that you got to work for it and uh and the other one was just like i would gladly take two tax hikes to <sighs> fund the nhs properly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i was like i'm the same like if if labor had got in and they'd said we want a hundred pound off yeah. everyone who earns over like let's say 35k at that time Mm -hmm. I would have happily paid a hundred quid to what just to know yeah. that it was secure for a year to get it out of debt to hire the right number of nurses and doctors and stuff. But I don't think that again, like not to sound high and mighty or arrogant or whatever, but I don't think that kind of thinking is reciprocated at all over like the quote other side. I think they mm -hmm. literally just think, well, no, I'm I'm right, they're wrong. We got in, that's the end of it. We won, you lost. Fuck off, like. You know? Yeah, I, a few a few things spring to mind. One is that it, there's this it's an utter absurdity and just completely due to media, you know, um, fallacies that like Democrats don't believe in hard work and like doing things yourself. And, yeah, you know, that's a complete utter bullshit to think that like, you know, we're a bunch of we're either lazy or we're tyrannical. You know, it's one or the other. We're you know. Um, uh, but also, like, thinking about that, and I'm not in such a position financially uh, myself where it's, like, little bits of money don't matter to me anymore. Of course, like, sure. you know, a little bit counts. But when I look at it in terms of, like, if they're going to pull it back on us, like, well, you don't vote your financial interest. It's like, well, but you've, like, maybe if we have to put it Republican-Democrat, voting Democrat is a way to vote quality of life interests because – you know, I mean, there's horrid mismanagement on, on both sides. Like, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, we approved like a, a, a new bond to go to home, uh, like, you know, billions of dollars to go to homelessness um, services and to help with that in California. And, you know, you don't see a lot of evidence of our so-called tax dollars at work, but like we're voting to the way I look at it, which, you know, I've looked at it, had a lot of time to look at it in different ways after not really thinking about it, you know, is that, you know, you vote a quality of life issue. It's like, you know, let's say I'm making $50 less because I didn't get this tax, you know, bi-weekly yeah. tax. But like, you know what, if I can walk outside and go through my neighborhood and no one is sleeping on the street, you yeah. know, 
or if like one day I lose my job. You know, that's another thing. People have no vision. Like I've seen people who are just like, well, I'm going to work for the government. I'm going to get my health care that way. And I have health care through my work and it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that you've been rest assured that you're going to have your same job your whole life. Yeah. And you're not going to break your leg while you're uninsured. Or like, I just don't understand how people live without any sort of vision. Not like you have to live your life terrified. Well, I, most people are short-termist as fuck, aren't they? They just think yes, in, in oh. like the next week, the next month, maybe the next six months. Yeah, they never but... really like. Is it what's that statistic that says like most most Americans, and I'm sure it's true of Brits as well. Most <laughs> people in Western liberal democracies have yeah. a, have about five hundred quid or six hundred dollars in their savings. Yeah, like most yeah. people. How fucking nuts is that? Like that if you I... lost your job next week within like eight days you'd be fucked absolutely and i'm sure plenty of people especially people with kids and stuff that it's not necessarily their fault that they don't can't put sock aside a whole bunch oh, of sure. money yeah but that's the thing where it's that you don't know what's going to happen and no nor do i advise that you sit around worrying every day about what might happen or might never happen but that's what you're voting for you're voting for something that your life doesn't fly off the rails and turn to shit if you get laid off or yeah. you hurt your know if you get an illness or something like that and, or if you want just sort of a nicer you know you want to be able to drive under the freeway and there you know aren't a hundred people living under the freeway which is call it you know and i it's that's just that, the way um, to... what's that quote i i'm i'm sure i'm gonna butcher it and i can't remember who said it but uh but that's why i'm not a journalist uh, <laughs> but it's it's something along the lines of like every every brit or every poor american everyone that sits in a certain socioeconomic bracket mm. is actually just a temporarily embarrassed millionaire so it's like <laughs> everyone who's sort of going through a bit of a rough time or they just got laid off or they don't have enough money in their savings it's like it's cool because next week i'll probably right. win the lottery or probably in like a month's time I, like i don't yeah. want to vote for a big tax hike right now i don't want to vote mm -hmm. labor in i don't want to vote in the dems because they might raise my taxes and when right. i'm a millionaire in six months or two years i don't want to be hit with that like people have a real sort of blue sky understanding of what their life is likely to be like yeah and i think you know that's what unfortunately the I mean, Fox News is almost, I mean, except for Tucker Carlson, like, they're almost sort of just like, you know, they're corporate media. They're not, you know, it's not, you know, I love when they talk about mainstream media and corporate media elites. I'm like, what do you think you are? Like, that's exactly Oh, my God. That's so, th this is something I wanted to talk about, actually, uh, tonight. And um, I'm, I'm sort of conscious of your time, but if you're okay to carry on talking for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was productive this morning. Let me, I'm, don't mind me if I'm checking a little email at the same time. Oh, sure, time. sure. Keep going. Keep um, going. No, I was just going to say, so in, in terms of like, like mainstream media describing other entities as mainstream media, it's not that far removed from uh, over here. We have this sort of this big thing about going against the elites. Right. This is a, a common theme that a lot of people tap into around the sort of Brexit debates around um, it, it sort of spilt its way into uh, into covid and, and who wears a mask and who doesn't wear a mask. And uh, but like broadly speaking, it's sort of it's this sort of right wing attack, apparent attack on the elites. And yet it gets like these pieces get written in the Telegraph by <laughs> Oxbridge educated millionaires. 
people <laughs> yes. with like property portfolios will get a yeah. column in the telegraph and rail against the elite i'm just like mm -hmm. are you out of your fucking mind uh-huh um, yeah yeah and you have a similar thing with that right uh, like i recall around the 2016 election that there was a big thing about draining the swamp and about uh mm -hmm. the establishment and and all of that stuff but is that still going on over there yeah it sort of has now sort of sagged off into people i you know it's so funny that's the thing about people like marjorie taylor green it has you defending people like ted cruz because as vile as ted cruz is i'm sure ted cruz is vaccinated you know oh, they're <laughs> like, all vaccinated this is what's yeah, fucking exactly. ridiculous I'm not sure about Mar marjorie said she would not get vaccinated i, I think that's as far but, as i now yeah. so here's the thing i'm not an expert <laughs> on u.s politics but i do yeah. know i can smell bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I am an expert on smelling bullshit. And she said that she wouldn't get the vaccine. But then when she was asked directly in an interview, she said mm. that was a violation of her something rights. Oh, HIPAA rights. Yeah, the, and, that's the price. Yeah, which then, is just accessing your medical records. It's not asking. Yeah. Well, it's just asking a fucking question. It's like, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. get the jab? Yeah, uh, you mm -hmm. can't even ask me that question. Uh, I think I can. Probably. Well, that's 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 a good call. Oh yeah, for it's so funny because one time someone says something like that, it's a violation of my HIPAA rights. Then it goes through like you know athlete locker rooms. A few athletes say it, you know they, the phrase gets readily misused, and then you know we're another thing yeah. doesn't mean anything. Well, it's like over here, it's the same as the tabloid, like the you know the headline in the yeah. mail, right? It's just yeah. a thing that gets it just bleeds out into the electorate, and then it's the thing that yeah. people recite and parrot witlessly in the pub on the Friday night. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but so, yeah, about the, you know, the so-called elites. Yeah, you've mm. got people like Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley from the poor state of Missouri. I don't know what they were thinking <laughs> electing him, but these people went to Ivy League schools, whether it was law school, you know, both law school and Harvard, Yale, Princeton. And then they're like, oh, the elites, you know, those. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, right. So it is. It's pretty much the same then, isn't it? It's like it's sure. this sort of magic trick that the establishment have mm -hmm. used and i like so even i feel fucking ridiculous saying the establishment because i'm like i don't know it just sounds like a cliche it sounds like something out of a a man with a southeast accent from england should not mm -hmm. should not be casting mm -hmm. aspersions on the establishment but i yeah like it's it's i don't know i just think if you're like you say ivy league schools if you're uh if you're in congress or the senate or over here you're doing you're, yeah. got a column in the times or you you went to you're, oxbridge like i just think you need to keep that fucking word out of your mouth I think you look you're right you're, you're writing you have book deals you people are paying you to speak i mean you're you're elite i mean maybe you're not elite in thought or, st or stature but like back when like elite was just like oh he's an elite athlete that seemed like a fair use of the word yeah you know like you know now it's like it's hard to dis disassociate the word elite from just having this negative like poison you know yeah. connotation that's that's the other thing it's like sometimes you know now it's become um you know you're you're the word shamed the, the word shamed is also overused mostly by people who aren't really being shamed they're just being critiqued yeah. but like you know, it's bad now to have a university education that, that makes you bad and out of touch as opposed to a, a, hopefully a more critical thinker. And just, you know, you, you've read more, a few more, like a few more books. I don't know, or, or even not, or just had that exposure to other people. But now it's bad. You know, now yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a, there's a real stink on like, if you, if you say like, 
yeah you know my son uh, you know you know jacob but yeah he's going off to university like that there would almost like depending on who mm -hmm. i was talking to they would be like mm -hmm. what does he want to be like some sort of expert does it like, <laughs> yeah. he wants to read books he's trying to better himself Ugh. like I hope it says, I wish I could go back. It says that in my, my senior year, high school yearbook, you know, Natalie Finn, a graduated, um, wants to be dream job expert. <laughs> you know, talker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, um, you're right. It, it's sort of, there's a, there's a real demonization of people who seek to educate themselves or to, mm -hmm. to better their situation, um, in a way that there hasn't been traditionally. Um, and then con conversely, there's a sort of celebration of uh, ignorance. Like that, no, well, no, I wasn't going to say ignorance, but uh, like the, the heartlands. Like over in in the US, it's the heartlands. Over here, it's like the real Britain. People right. talk a lot about um, well, this isn't what the real working people want, or like people sort of co-opt this right. this mythical, mystical place of like the mm -hmm. real Britain or real working people or um, right, and and you guys have a similar thing with uh, with like apple pie America and, and flyover country. They call it. They call the red states flyover country. Like I guess, which I mean, I'm assuming that means something from like Los Angeles to New York or Los Angeles to Massachusetts or to Boston. Right. Flyover country. Although, you know, you see those maps that it's like all red with the blue on the side, little dots of blue, you know, here and there. I, I compared it once to like the, the Incredible Hulk wearing a red T-shirt, but like blue, or he's bursting out. He's red, but he's bursting out blue ripped T-shirt. Um, yeah, and it's just you know, it's once again, it's like I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've I've met every. Unlike someone like Trump, I'm not going to pretend I've shook the hand of every single person who who lives everywhere. But you know, I had my dad's side of the family is from Ohio. Um, you know, I have friends dotted all across all across the country. I mean, real America. It's, I mean, what is that? Yeah, it means nothing. It's all, it's all real America. It's so, this is the th like, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's like, I mean, to my mind, here's like, not to get sort of too deep, but I imagine that the reason that they use these phrases, like the real America or the real Britain yeah. or, or, or whatever, is because these are places that you can't actually scrutinize the person that's co opting them. You, what mm -hmm. you can do is you can say like so let's say marjorie taylor green or let's say in in the uk it'd be somebody like darren grimes or uh or even boris johnson uh they'll mm -hmm. say well you know we're speaking up for like real britain and so then you'll say well that's interesting cool okay can we go and talk to real britain or can we go and talk to the real america where am i not a real britain am i not mm -hmm. I, i'm not i don't inhabit this weird yeah. mythical place and they'll be like no no no, it's cool um you, you just pass on your message to me and i'll i swear i'll pass it on <laughs> to, to the real britain like so it's a sort of mythical place that they can claim to mm -hmm. stand up for mm -hmm. in a kind yeah. of fascistic way because then everything mm -hmm. that they want to implement policy-wise is somehow yeah. reflective of like the will of the people um when it isn't that's mm. the funny thing, that none of it is especially i mean i don't i can't speak for the uk but it certainly seems like in america um you know letting banks run wild and um, no regulation so that the water is killing future generations. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I just read the most wonderful book um, called Damnation Spring. A uh, shout out to Damnation Spring. <laughs> uh, it's about the logging industry in the 70s and, you know, the dichotomy between the people who rely on the logging versus the water, you know, the women having miscarriages because the water is poison from the runoff and the chemicals oh, wow. that they freeze with. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing is that they scream about real America, which I think that's why they focus on these cultural issues is because don't look at us doing this economic stuff that's going to fuck you, that's going to fuck most everybody except us, you know, yeah. 90%. Um, but like, oh, but the Democrats are going to make your son wear a dress. So, you know, I mean, like that's like that's what's happening. It's and it like, works. And it works perfectly. Yeah. And it works over here also. Like our equivalent of that is, um, you know, we, we obsess in, in the right wing press over like statues and poppies mm -hmm. and uh, the proms. Like last night at the proms mm -hmm. is a big sort of orchestral thing. Mm -hmm. uh, anything sort of symbolism related to do with mm -hmm. britishness and identity mm -hmm. and sovereignty all of that shit oh my god we fucking wank ourselves stupid into flags over that but, yeah but when we're talking about policy it's kind of like the reason it works so well is because these are things that people connect they're, they're like tangible and they, mm -hmm. they're simple they make sense to people so if i say to you labor want to burn the union jack at the labor conference that's a visceral thing. You're just like, well, I understand that. That's disrespectful. That's a, yeah. that's the Union Jack. Why mm -hmm. would they want to do it? But if Labour mm -hmm. then say the Tories want to cut universal credit by this figure and it's likely to affect these demographic demographics of people, like that's a slightly more complex conversation to have, even though yeah. it might actually affect you financially. Yeah. So it's it, what actually yeah, it's yeah. like a simple story. So it works mm -hmm. really, really well. Um, and again, sorry, I, I'm a terrible podcast host by saying this, but I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. I'm like, can I, can he make a cameo? Oh, for sorry. sure. Hey, little guy. <laughs> this is P Plato. He's a deep thinker. Uh, he's, uh... <laughs> I was just trying to decide like with your accent, is it Plato or Plato? Or oh no, it's Plato. Plato. Yeah. Plato, like sure. the Greek. Sometimes I have to say it sort of highbrow like that, just so that people know it's not the, the clay. It yeah he's a handsome yeah. fella is he gonna say anything can he can he bark for us if the doorbell rings i'm sure you'll be treated to a whole host <laughs> of all right he just he's uh curious um listen natalie um i'm gonna have to leave it here because i've uh i've got to get inside check on my babies I, and all that have... but thank you so much for joining us tonight um i'd love to get you back on in a, in a few weeks or something uh wish yeah. you all the best um with e-news and uh yeah if anyone wants to catch up with you you're on twitter at natfin on e is that right that is exactly right oh, yes. good, good memory wasn't it that is exactly right yeah and uh, eonline.com for anything not political we've got all the other fun stuff uh, a lot of good stuff on there uh celebs fashion beauty everything to take your mind off all this nonsense so Wicked. check it out Cool. Yeah, go follow Nat and uh, I will be back next week um, with another guest. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please do uh, jump onto the patreon.com slash aid Thompson. Um, there's a few exclusive bits on there and uh, yeah, catch up with all of you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night.